Welcome to the Candace Mary audio experience. I'm Candace. It's Tuesday, and I have an answer you want, so let's get to it. Today's Ask Candace question is from 26-year-old Kevin in Plet. Hello, Candace. My girlfriend and I broke up two years ago. I still love her, and I don't want to live without her. I've been praying that she will come back, if it's meant to be. She obviously doesn't feel the same, because I have not heard from her. How do I accept this and move on? Kevin, you haven't figured out how to accept this and move on because you know that accepting it and moving on isn't the solution. Two years on, and the fear of rejection and your pride has kept you from finding a way to share your truth and receive her truth. You obviously haven't wanted the answer badly enough yet. The pain of not having her in your life is obviously not as bad as the pain you believe you're avoiding by not allowing yourself to be rejected or protecting your pride for whatever reason. I love your question because I totally relate. Let me tell you what happened to me. I had to get into contact with someone the other day after a year of no communication. Now, before I go on, you should know that the pain of not having this person is a massive one in my life and there was something inside me that was desperately hanging on to reconciliation. I was just petrified of opening the door to more pain if this person had not used the last year to realize and grow. So I had two choices. Either I could get lawyers to contact him to sort out the issue, or I could do it myself. I was petrified, but something told me that considering how I felt about him, I needed to step up and face my fears. So that's what I did. I gathered enough courage to pick up the phone, press call and ask him to sort the issue out. (laughs) Only kidding, I wasn't that brave. I dropped him a mail. My mail was polite and respectful, and I asked if he'd please contact the accountants to sort out the problem because unfortunately, they would not take the instruction from me. And lo and behold, my phone rang a few minutes later. It was him. Holy shit. I answered, and after a year of wondering if he'd realized how aggressive and nasty he was and speak to me kindly and with love, He skipped the hello, how are you bit, and went straight into attack mode. He was exactly where I had left him. No ways. I was winded by disappointment and asked to call him back. I got my breath back and thought I'd overlook his hostility as just a way of protecting himself. He was calmer five minutes later, and I was hell of a relieved. Being away from drama and aggression for so long, and then suddenly finding yourself there again for no reason at all, puts a lot into perspective. Anyway, back on the line, I explained the situation and he ended the call by telling me that I must sort it out because I'm nothing to him and nothing in his life. And he hung up. I took a deep breath and with that I realized that I had spent the last year praying for a miracle, for renewal and reconciliation with a person that doesn't share the same love or longing or commitment that I have for him. And how do I now know? He told me. He told me exactly what I mean to him. How much clearer do you want a person to be? I so badly wanted to call him back and say, really, I'm nothing to you? But just think about how insane that is. Silly even, stupid, as Suzelle would say. (laughs) Do I think I deserve to be told I'm nothing and have a phone dropped in my ear? Absolutely not. I didn't need to call back. God answered my question. He said, There has been no realization and therefore no will for change, Candace. I was so scared to know the truth, but you know what the truth gave me? Freedom. 
freedom to decide that I deserve someone who I am something to and who wants me in their life. My point is this, Kevin, the answers are there. You can't receive them if you're not willing to do what it takes to get them though. Pride is a dirty little liar that will seriously keep you stuck. Pride is petrified of rejection and even more petrified of what others may think. Pride is uncreative and cannot think beyond a problem. Pride will come up with every excuse as to why you shouldn't do something that will free you. Pride seems like protection, but all it is is a barrier that keeps you stuck. It's the wall between you and opportunity, you and love, you and truth, you and God. The only thing to be afraid of is pride, Kevin. Love is not proud, and it always finds a way. Love doesn't always have to be right. Love isn't too proud to admit when it's wrong. Love doesn't worry about what anyone else thinks. It only cares to do what's right. Nothing is impossible for love. Be love. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I must also add that God doesn't just take requests. I saw or heard an absolutely awesome video or audio the other day. I can't remember exactly because I'm a compulsive learner of valuable things and I tend to forget the messenger but remember the message. And it pointed out that God is not your wedding DJ. He doesn't just take requests and play the song if he has it or ask for your second choice if he doesn't. Praying and waiting to see what God does is absolute rubbish. Why? Because faith without works is dead. Your circumstances right now is because your fear has kept you from knowing what God's will actually is. You're using God's will as an excuse to hang on to your pride, something that God absolutely hates. My pastor, Stephen Furtick, says it the best. Have you put your hand to what you're hoping for? Well, Kevin, have you? Will you? And that's my answer to your question. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, I'm grateful to have had this time with you. If there's something else you want to know, ask me at candismary.com is the place to do it. You'll find a great mix of other useful stuff there too. I'll catch you next Tuesday with an answer you want. And remember, you have the power to be happy.